This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at TalkMusicCity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at TalkMusicCity.com. That's questions at TalkMusicCity.com. Monty! Carrie Ann, it's good to see you. Uh, we missed you while you took your little uh, trip there with Mama. And uh, shout out to your Mama. She's an amazing lady. She is. We love her. To raise an amazing lady like you. So um, hats off to both of you. This is I, a fun day. This is going to be a. This is going to be really, really, really one of my favorite because I got one of my favorite people on the planet. We're going to get to um, meet here, Mr. Joe Petno. Joe, for those of you who haven't been in the business long, has at uh, one time when. When, uh, when agents were exiting the business back in the crash in 2008, right. Joe was rising to the top. He learned to do this thing called... Pivot. I probably pivot. learned it from him. Uh, he pivoted <laughs> and he changed his call to action and uh, he became the number one uh, agent in Middle Tennessee during that time. So my hat's off to him. I mean... Um, you know, I've, I've sold thousands of homes and I didn't know anybody who had sold more than me because I took a lot longer to do it than what Joe did, you know? Uh, I've been doing this for 39 years. Well, Joe has only been doing it for uh, almost a little over half of that time in comparison. So it took me a lot longer, Joe, to get to, to where you're at. Uh, or almost, or I'm not sure who, but in between the two of us, we've sold over 6,000 homes. You Can go. you believe that? That's, That's pretty lot. cool. That's pretty That's cool. That's a lot. You kind of know what you're talking about. Kind of, I hope so by now. <laughs> you know, if we ha- if we don't, we certainly have been, um, we've missed an opportunity to, you know, for great practice. But anyway, what we're going to talk about today, Carrie Ann, I'm really excited for you to get involved in this as yeah. well, because this is going to be sent out uh, nationally and when uh to the real estate community and you know and i know you're licensed in many states yes absolutely how many states do you know off the top of your head i didn't um, put you on the spot yeah there. close to 35 so <clears throat> really yeah. so mm-hmm. most of them then almost well this company is licensed in 49 states and we're working on number 50 in hawaii right now because they've uh, been working on this uh, program for a few years now to get it to the point where we can introduce it to the world and, and joe's going to tell you all about that but before we get to that point <clears throat> Let me tell you a quick story, everybody, because it's really, really, really important that we help you understand the absolute uh, vitalness of how do you stand out in a crowded market? Mm, Uh, You know, Joe and I were in Orlando last week and we shared with the agents there that there are 59,000 agents in the Orlando area, 217,000 in the state of Florida. I mean, I thought things were crowded here. Holy smokes. I mean, but here in Middle Tennessee in the Nashville area, we have around 18,000. So my point is, imagine that. Imagine 18,000 fishing lines in a lake. Yeah. And what makes you stand out where that fish would want to come to you? I mean, uh, what makes the, everybody we know out there knows half a dozen realtors. What makes you special? What's your unique selling Mm -hmm. proposition? We hear the words. But do you, does it really register? Is it because you smile bigger, work harder, longer, you answer your phone quicker? Is it because you include a home warranty in your sale? Or is it because you're flexible on your commission? Or what's your unique selling proposition that weeds through the mass, the muck and the, all the confusion, the chaos out there? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I learned a, a really valuable lesson, you know, back in the crash 
when I was trying to help my agents or my, my clients not become short sale. Mm-hmm because a lot of that was going on there. And I worked with a couple of short sales and I thought, oh my gosh, I'd rather work for free than to deal with banks. No offense to any banks out there, but there's no compassion. There was no heart. They didn't care about the lives going on. They were Mm -hmm. just, you know, in the numbers and so forth. And so one day my client calls me up. Um, Some of you know him, Frank, our chiropractor. Yeah. Uh, He said, a great chiropractor, by the way. Uh, He said, Monty, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, the people next door to us left in the middle of the night and the bank owns the property now and they've dropped the price tens of thousands. How do we compete with that? Cause they were trying to sell their home as well. Oh, I see. I said, I said, Frank, if, if I lower, if we lower the costs to sell, we'll increase the odds of finding a buyer. I'm willing to lower my, I'm dropping my, my portion of the commission. We'll still pay a buyer's agent, but we're going to drop mine. <clears throat> I'll do everything for nothing if you just promise to buy your next home with my help. And 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 at that time, I was in a really, I mean, part of the, my empathy was because things were falling apart in my own life. Okay, I was about to lose my own home. Sure. And I had to make a decision, do I continue mm-hmm. my marketing or do I pay my mortgage? <clears throat> I decided not to pay my mortgage and continue my marketing because I knew I wouldn't have the money to pay my mortgage if I didn't continue my marketing. <clears throat> the next weekend, I told a couple at an open house, if you'll buy a home with me, I'll waive the the seller portion, the listing portion of the commission and do that part for free. The guy stopped me and goes, are you sure you want to do that? And I said, absolutely. He goes, I said, why are you asking? He goes, well, we got a $600,000 home. That's a lot of money. And I said, that is a lot of money, but yes, I want to do it. A month later, I had my first closing like that with that couple. The other agent walked away with an $18,000 check. I walked away with a handshake at a time that that $18,000 would have changed my life. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I had just borrowed money from my youngest son. When you're borrowing money from your kids, that ain't a good place mm-hmm. to be. I had just had back surgery so seriously that you know, I couldn't, couldn't walk prior to that. So things were, were tough. But, but um, I knew that if I could make it from the back surgery to January 1st, I'd be okay because I had three closings in January when I was in the hospital, all those things evaporated. The point of all that is to give you an idea of how low things were for me at that point in time. This was December of 2012. But the the six months prior to that, I'd started selling homes without charge. Okay, I, and, started, and this started, started rolling because it was speaking to a pain point. It was a unique selling proposition speaking to a pain point, Okay. When equity shrinks, which I think it might be doing right now as homes sit on the market, mm-hmm. then the value of a call to action that helps people with that shrinking uh, inventory or, or uh, equity speaks loudly, okay? So when you're speaking to a pain point with a unique selling proposition, guess what? It doesn't matter what the market's doing. Right. You're going to succeed uh, in, a, in a large respect. So my point of that is from January to um, in July of that same year, uh, after... I don't know how many years at that point I'd been in business over, you know, 30 mm-hmm. uh, or over 25. Anyhow, I got my first, I had my first uh, six figure in- income month. The next month I had six figures here. How do you go from about to lose your home, borrowing money from your youngest child to six figures, seven, six, seven months later in one month. And then the next month, and then a, a couple months later, another six figure. How do you do that? Because you can only do it that I know of is if you have a really, really strong call to action. Now, today we're not talking about what I did, except I wanted to share an example with you, okay? Because it's really important for you to understand, guys. We've got a call to action today that spanks what I did. And I took, 
you know, when we when we left at the uh, the company with a balloon, those two years prior to that, my wife and I, with our six agents, we were selling a hundred million dollars worth of real estate per year, two hundred ninety three transactions, two years in a row, because of that call to action mm-hmm. that we did for six years until the market changed. We haven't, didn't have to do that. What you're going to hear about today, I'm telling you, is the most exciting opportunity that can equalize anybody. I was sharing with a, a gentleman today. <clears throat> I said, I want you to think about this. He's got, a te- he's got a company, his own company, about 30 agents. I said, Michael, I want you to think about your least experienced agent. They got a good work ethic. They got a good heart. They, they'll do the next right thing. They're a decent communicator. And they have their first listing appointment today, but they find out they're going against somebody like me who knows what I'm doing, okay? And But I don't have the same call to action. I don't have the same tool that he does or mm-hmm. could have because of this, what we're, what we're talking about today. I said, guess who's going to win that? opportunity he said what are you talking about money i said well look how about this i share with him all the wonderful things i'm going to do and i'm going to charge him six percent to do it he maybe he's going to try to beat me down in price maybe i'll come down to five and a half i don't know it depends on how bad i want the listing but what if the other side what if you're most less least competent and and again no, no criticism for somebody brand new i promise you that but what if he was able to offer the same things i was doing when it came to the tools technology services exposure and so forth but he did it for zero percent commission to the seller Hmm. who do you think would win that opportunity that brand new agent is my bet because as much as people want to believe of my value i'd like to think that pain point of doing everything for zero commission how do you do that joe talk to us man Tell us your story. Welcome, Joe. We're excited yeah. that you're Have we even today. induced the guy? I, I don't know. You we, were, I, you were, we love you, Monty. You were talking. Well, I'm so excited. You, Joe, this is Joe Petno. Joe Petno is an amazing guy. I love the guy. We were reintroduced about about 35 days ago. 40, maybe, I don't know, not yeah, more than that. About 35. Yeah, about 35 days ago, he came into my life and said, Monty, you got to see this thing. You really got to see this thing. Once I did, I said, Joe, thank you. I I, um, I I won't be able to sleep now, and I and that's what the problem. You I know, have so <laughs> just a little story. So you just, you shared this name, Joe Petno, on the call the other day, and I was like, I know a Joe Petno. Is it the same guy I met so many years back? And I was a young twenty-something-year-old just learning the business, and I had the opportunity to surround myself with rock star real estate agents, sure. and you know, and I just jumped in, teach me, learn, do all the things. Um, and uh, he did have call to action. He had marketing. I always called him the Yellow Man. I kind learned quickly that you need to have a look a feel all things branding you know and he did a great job with that so it's awesome to see somebody that i knew so many years ago we're a little more mature now still blonde you know all natural there joe all natural um but uh we're excited to hear all the things about this new call to action because you know the world does change right we have to continue um and something like you referenced earlier and you you say that i talk about it all the time is pivoting right you've got to be on your tippy toes you got to be thinking and forward thinking about where the world's going to go or are you going to be the Toys R Us giraffe, you know, and you're going to be out of business, right? And so constantly just kind of moving in that forward direction. Especially, so we're excited to have you, Joe. Especially now, Carrie Ann, because we can feel as a broker owner with lots of agents, we can feel the pressure of a of un, not knowing about this looming or this pending uh, lawsuit against the real yeah. estate community. That is going to require, we know change is coming. We don't know what it looks like. But fortunately, uh, we have found something now with Joe, because of Joe and, and the organization he represents that's going to speak to that pain point for sure. 
that uh, I think, well, we know it will be exempt. It is exempt from this, uh, this issue. So again, Joe, I know that was a fragmented introduction, but thank you, brother, for being in my life. And just for the record, when she said the yellow man, that meant he had, he had a yellow. Uh, uh, oh, his marketing was, his yeah, mar- was, was yellow. But there is a oh, rhyme or reason behind it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. everything. It caused yeah, attention. And, yeah, a lot of stuff was yellow. I had yellow signs, I had yellow shirts. Back then, it was the number one marketing color. Yeah. Wow. Was, was, was yellow. So Joe Petno, easy real estate offer. I'm also, I also have a real estate team in, in Southwest Florida. So I want to go back. First of all, I feel a little left out. I don't have a microphone. So I, I like speaking to that microphone a few weeks ago, Monty. It, uh, <laughs> I could hear you talk. I could hear. No, but um, let's go back to what you were saying before. So you helped hundreds of people sell their homes not charge them on the front end as long as they would buy a home through you, correct? Correct. We and saved Middle much- Tennessee homeowners over $3 million, Joe, during that time. Over $3 million of what we didn't collect that we had earned. So you saved them but did not collect $3 million in real estate commission. So with what I'm going to be talking about today... Do you want to know what it cost me to do that? Is that the question? You want to know how it cost me to do that, Joe? It cost me over $3 million to do that. <laughs> I mean, and and I'm grateful for that. I'm, it really helped me. When you're losing everything, don't have anything, and you're given at that point in time, it does something for your heart, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for that experience. But that's what that cost me to do that was $3 million. I think that's part of the reason why I'm so excited about what you're going to share. And I'll shut the hell up. Okay? <laughs> Thank you, Monty. Thank you. We love you. All right, Joe, you're on. Yeah, I just like to drive that point. That's a lot of money to give up. But uh, now what I'm talking about today, everybody listening to this call, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change your life. So I moved from Orlando, Florida when I was 24 years old. Didn't know anything about real estate. Just had a small business in Orlando, Florida, followed my soon-to-be um, wife at the time up to Nashville to pursue country music. And real estate sometimes just comes looking for us. I got this home buyer seminar pamphlet in the mail. We literally had no money because we just moved um, from uh, Orlando to Nashville. And, of course, as a young 24-year-old, especially as a guy, you tend to spend everything that you make. Um but this homebuyer seminar pamphlet comes in the mail. And I said, hey, let, let's go to this class. Maybe we can learn how to buy a home. And then the, the couple in their 60s invited me to a um, B&I group, a uh, networking group for my small business. And I'll never forget that day because when I was sitting there in the room with about 50 professionals, Hollis stood up at the end as the president and said, I'm looking to add on to my real estate team. If anyone knows of anybody... And I'm talking chills just shot down my body from head to toe. And I walked out of the meeting and I said, Robin, I'm getting into real estate. And I called Hollis back and he said, he said, well, Joe, I'm already interviewing people that have license. I need somebody yesterday. And I said, no, no, you need to meet with me because no really means yes. When you learn to enjoy and love objections and you love hearing no, there always has to be a yes to follow not that far away. So he narrowed it down from five, four, three, two, one. And he said, all right, Joe, go pass the test. I passed the test. I'm all excited. And I said, how many houses should I sell? And how many that's going to be listening to this 
have, have heard the same thing. One house a month, Joe, is what you're going to sell. One house a month. I, I looked at him and I said, really? One house a month? I said, what's wrong with this industry? Mm -hmm. If 78% if, if of agents is selling one house a month. So I sold 48 houses my first six months. And by the end of the year, I was at 115 sales because I had the mindset that no really means yes. We just have to be willing to get out there and work. And we have to have great systems and structure in place. So with the easy real estate platform that I'm going to talk about today, when I looked at Hollis as, as a 24-year-old, I said, Hollis, we need to start spending money to train with the top agents in the United States because there has to be a crash coming at some point in the future. If you look at real estate in the, over the years in the past, and he, he looked at me and he said, Joe, okay. So we joined an organization called Buy Referral Only, Joe Stump, and we got involved and we ended up spending about $330,000 training with the best agents in the world. Wow. But when 2008 hit, you had your unique selling proposition. And I, I looked up in 2008 and I said, you know what? I said, heaven's not hurting. I said, so what motivates people? What motivates people? Thousands and thousands of real estate agents was getting out of the industry. And I just kept asking myself, what motivates people? And I kept hearing money. So what I did is I went the opposite way. Agents were discounting their commissions. Some were taking the commission away to sell, to sell others. Uh, tons of agents was getting out of the business. I increased my commission. I increased it to 7% and I put 3.5% to the buyer's agent, 3.5% to me. But I told the seller, I said, look, if we price your property a little bit higher, then even at 7%, you're going to walk away with more money than you would at 6%. So I'm going to put a caveat in the realtor remarks section that only realtors see that if you come one dime off the list price, it converts back to 6%. So if you want that extra money, you need to give us at least list price or higher, and then you'll get paid your full commission. So at that time, I had every agent in Nashville pushing my listings. And at the time, I had about 98 listings, and I had every agent pushing my listings. It didn't matter the company. They were pushing it because the average agent makes less than, back then made less than 24000 a year. So, of course, they were pushing the listing to try to get paid the 3.5% commission. So I had to think out of the box, right? So what I'm going to be going over today, the easy real estate offer is going to change everybody's world because this is the best thing that I have literally have seen in the 24 years that I've been doing real estate. What if I told you you can sell a house for 0% commission to the seller and make more money than you ever have as a licensed real estate agent? So basically, almost five years ago, a guy named Robert, he was the broker of one of the largest Century 21 offices up north. And he got with his mortgage uh, buddy, Dave, and between them two, they put their heads together. And this ended up turning into something much, much larger than they even expected. After hundreds of thousands of dollars was spent because they originally started building this to recruit agents. And once they saw where this thing was going, 
Then it took almost two and a half years to get this approved in all 49 states with all the MLSs. A lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of fighting with many, many, many attorneys. The only state we're not approved in yet is Hawaii, which we're going to be approved there in the near future. It's going to take another 50000 just to get approved in Hawaii. Wow. So as you can imagine, being approved in 49 states and then a series of building what I'm about to go over. Right when we were about to launch this nationally, Monty and Carrie Ann, COVID hit. Mm. So what do you, what do you do? We had to back off. And it was actually a blessing because now with what I'm going to be talking about, our server can handle up to a million bids at one time and not crash. It's an online bidding event. It's not an auction. It's an online bidding event with 100% transparency. So after COVID settled down, we started doing beta testing in three states. So we have already done well over 200 plus transactions with well over $2 million in savings to a seller, to sellers that are out there, well over $2 million. Wow. So if you can imagine going in on a listing appointment, we no longer have to compete with discounted brokerage firms. It don't matter if it's Redfin or whatever company that advertises a 1% listing. It's never 1% because time you pay the buyer's agent ends up being 35 to 4.5%. Mm-hmm. We no longer have to compete with friend discounts. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Matter of fact, Monty, in a neighborhood in Laverne, uh, Lake Forest, I sold about 850 homes. And when I first started, there was a guy that dominated that community. And I had the mindset that if that guy can do it, I can do it. I can become the face of that community. And if I would have had the platform that I'm about to go over, I would have sold 1,800 homes because the only time I ever lost, because I never would come off my commission at 6% back then, was to discounted brokerage firms or the friend discount or agents that would lower their commission and charge some type of flat fee. So what this is, it's an online bidding event. In the last 85 days, we're already in 23 states because broker owners know what's coming down the pipeline Mm -hmm. with Congress and NAR with all the lawsuits that are taking place. They're trying to change how we are paid as real estate professionals or completely even take away buyer agent commission. So with this platform, that's a huge concern, by the way, for those who are uh, maybe haven't been. It's amazing to me, you know, when I'm uh, interviewing agents that so many are unaware of this even happening. It's just it it's shocking when I the number of agents I know what are you talking about? I don't or maybe I heard something about it, but my broker said not to worry about it. I said, well, we all need to pay attention. This change is coming. You can wait and react or you can be intentional and and have have an option when it happens. Well, I've always had that mindset. When everybody goes to the right, my whole entire life, I always went to the left. <laughs> I, I always had one or two maybe good friends because I always wanted to be around people that would stretch me, that I would allow them to speak into my life. I had somebody once tell me, Joe, do you want me to tell you what you, when I, well, let me go back. I said, I want some advice. 
And they said, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Right. Or do you want me to tell you the truth? It doesn't always said, line up the same. That's right. And I said, no, I want you to tell me the truth. So when you allow change, which is the only consistent thing in life, you have to embrace it. So th- this is a good thing, you know, with the changes that will be coming up in the future, as long as you pivot and, and you change with it, your real estate business will never slow down. So imagine this, walking into a listing, let's say it's worth 318, 320,000 by paper. One thing I always propose, Carrie Ann and Monty, is a house worth what a piece of paper says, a CMA, a comparative market analysis, or is it worth what a buyer is willing to pay? The right. buyer, so buyer decides that. Mm-hmm. I'm in Southwest Florida. Not even 10 or 11 months ago, I was losing to offers 90000 over market value, still losing. Now, the market's not quite the same as it was 10 or 11 months ago, but what, what I'm about to share is going to work whether it's a hot market or a market that's uh, that's down, because what we're doing is we're pricing things at true market value minus 6 to 15% as the starting bid. Okay. So there's an addendum that the seller signs at the listing that states the seller remains in control. He has the right to, or she has the right to accept, counter, or reject. It states there's a 5, 6, 7% buyer premium. Okay. And the commission's paid off of the accepted bid. And then there's typically a 14 to 15 day bidding deadline up by five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. So when you put a property into the MLS at the same time, you put it into the platform. The difference is with the platform, you have unlimited photos, unlimited description, unlimited video. So you can put a lot more content in the platform to use for advertising than you can the MLS, which limits us on what we can put in. Is that is that a pretty big project to put it in that platform, Joe? Literally, it takes my assistant less than four minutes. Mm, that's wow. good. She, Easy. she was so Easy. worried the first deal that we put in that it was going to be hard. So she called Easy, and she's talking to our online personal assistant, with uh, Michelle and her team. And she, and she looks at Michelle and says, that's it? And it literally took her less than four minutes to to put everything oh, in there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we so have you an think I could even do it? Machine. You think I could even <laughs> do, do it? You think I could even do it? You could do it. Wow. You could do it. All right. 39 years of real estate, I know you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is, it's easy. It's easy to put in there. So easy real estate platform. We, we have a, a, everyone has an assistant um, with her team that handles the online bidding event for easy. Okay. So she makes everything nice and simple. But let's go back. The addendum is signed that I explained. And it gets put in the MLS. It gets put in the platform. And let's say by paper it's worth 318 to 320 So we would start that same listing at 279 versus a lot of agents go in and the seller says, where are you going to price my home? I have new countertops. I have new floor. I have fresh paint. I have a new roof. I have a new AC. So I know my house is my house is worth more than 318 or 320 So the agent, just to get the business, says, well, why don't we put it at 335 Why don't we put it at 345 But what happens when you price it too high, it limits your traffic. 
So let's say two or three weeks later, you have one or two showings and you call the seller and you say, hey, it's time for a price reduction. And the seller says, you're the professional. You're the one that told me to put it at 240, 240 or $345. i am not coming off my price yet. Mm-hmm. So then you get in this battle between the seller because now they're mad that you keep asking them for a price reduction. And the listing gets stale because people start thinking it's either overpriced or something's wrong with it. If you happen to come off the price and then an offer comes in at 318, when the contract is accepted, it's sent to the title company to be processed and the commission comes out of the seller's side, right? Mm-hmm. Normal. Mm-hmm. On, a tra- on a traditional right. normal listing. Well, doing it the easy way, we're starting 6 to 15% below market value. So at 318, we're starting at 279. It's creating a frenzy of people coming through the home. I call it the Black Friday approach. There's a reason why there's lines at Black Friday. When people think they're getting a deal, it gets them in the store. Matter of fact, Best Buy got me in the store a few years ago. I went for one $200 item. <laughs> I ended up walking out spending thousands of dollars sure. because they got me in the store, sure. right? They, they, they did their job. So at $279, let us just say 10 bids come in. Now, it literally takes less than three minutes to upload the bid. Buyers all around the United States from the correct marketing, they can go on there and put a bid in themselves. But the first question we ask is, are you working with a real estate agent? So if they say that they, they're they not, then I, as a listing agent, call them and I say, hey, I just want to double check. Uh, I'm going to walk you through putting your bid in. It don't take very long to put the bid in, but I want to make sure that you're definitely not working with a real estate agent because we're not trying to cut out agents. We're trying to make sure agents are paid what, they're, what, uh, what they deserve to be paid. Amen. So if they end up saying, no, I'm not working with a real estate agent, then basically they're going to be signing the addendum before they can put a bid in that states that there's a five, six, seven percent buyer premium. They're stating that the seller has the right or signing that the seller has the right to accept, counter or reject. So they know everything before they put the bid in, but they have to have an approval letter or a cash letter. So if a pre-qualification letter tries to go in, Michelle, our personal assistant with Easy and her team, She's going to say, this is a pre-qualification letter. Why hasn't the lender verified their credit, their income, their debt, their assets, and their employment? Mm-hmm. This needs to be changed to a pre-approval letter, and then you can upload the bid. So that's making sure for our sellers that we're getting the right people in there. So you have now, eyeballs the, looking at that all the time, or is there a technology that is pulling the, the words of the document? We have eyeballs. That's that watches what goes into the platform. Very nice. And they're they're not allowed to make a bid unless the proper documentation is there. One's the pre-approval letter or the cash letter. The other is the addendum. That addendum has to be signed where they're aware of that premium and how the terms are laid out for them. So let's say there's 10 bids sitting there. The seller does not have to take the highest bid. The seller can take the one with the best terms. So is that what makes this not, not an auction then apparently is that they don't have to take the highest? Well, they don't have to take the highest and the seller has the right to accept, counter and reject any offer. So, yeah, yeah. so the seller don't have to sell if they don't get what they want. 
Gotcha. But you, but what you have to ask yourself is, do you have a better shot of getting a ton of traffic 15% below market value or doing what a lot of agents do, 10 to 15% above market value? That's why there's a lot of listings that go that, that, that expire because agents think that, hey, I'm just going to get the listing. The seller will come down on the price later. It's a bad philosophy, right? Right? Because you went Terrible. from superhero down to supervillain because now they're having to fire you or let you go. And then an aggressive agent like, you know, like yourself or myself, Monty, comes in and we price it right. So 10 bids sitting there on the online bidding event. Let's just say the seller takes the 300000 As a listing agent, I'm calling when the agents and the buyers are making bids. I'm calling them and I'm saying, what I need you to do is text me or email me the terms of your offer. You don't have to even write an offer yet. I just want you to text me and email me the best terms. This is taken away best and highest. So you got one shot. Put the best terms in. Are you waiving the inspection? Are you getting an inspection? How many days are you putting on a closing? How much earnest money are you putting down? Are you asking the seller to pay title? Do you have a house to sell? Is there any other contingencies? We need to know everything because the seller does not have to wait the full 14 or 15 day to accept your bid on the on the online bidding platform. If you realize that we're 15% below market value and you make us an incredible bid, then the seller has the right to take your bid day one or day 15. So there's no advantage of waiting till the end. So there's a countdown clock. Let's say it's a 14-day bidding event. The buyers are watching the, four, the 14 days go down to 13 to 12, all the way down to zero with a clock. Let's say an agent says, I'm going to wait to see what the highest bid, in, bid is in, and then we're going to pop our bid in in the last two minutes. It's automatically going to change another two minutes to allow everyone equal time to increase their bid. I love that. You know, that sounds so transparent, Joe. You know, just yesterday, one of the real estate magazines online said the looming, if I can get it right now, the looming uh, lawsuit, NAR lawsuit, has put a spotlight on the need for the real estate transaction to have greater transparency. This seems like it would be super transparent. Are you saying everybody can see what the highest bid it needs to be to win the house? The seller's watching the online bidding event, the buyer's watching the online bidding event, and the agent's watching the online bidding event. That's pretty transparent. The buyer sees what it takes to get the property. They do not have to lose the house if 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 they don't want to lose it. So the FHA buyer, the VA buyer, the first time buyer on this example, they're going to stop their bid at 300 to 302 because they know after they add the 6% buyer premium in that it's going to put them back to market value. But the people that have the additional money, we're, hand- <clears throat> we're handling the appraisal issue up front. So 22% of the time, it's going above market value because of the 100% transparency. The buyer don't have to lose, right? Right. So what if they're... 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 above market value. As a listing agent, I'm calling the agent or the buyer and I'm saying, hey, I just want to make sure you realize that if there's an appraisal issue, that your client's going to cover it. 
because you guys are above market value. And if the agent says they're aware they want this property, they've been wanting to be in this community for a long time, then I'm having the agent put it in writing and have the client sign it that they're willing to cover an appraisal issue. Because out of the thousands and thousands of homes, money that we have sold, how often do you get your listing under contract? You're out showing them homes. You find them another beautiful home. Carrie Ann's doing their mortgage. They're all excited about it. They're both closing the same day mm-hmm. to get a call from the buyer's agent a week before closing. Um, hey, the property didn't appraise. Um, it, it appraised for $15,000 lower. What's your seller going to do? Now we just went again from superhero to supervillain. And now we're not referable because now they're highly agitated that they're having to come off their price. And now they're trying to buy another home, right? So we're handling this. We've been there too many times, Joe. Mm -hmm. We've been there too many times, you know? Yeah. So with the transparency and everything handled up front, if the agent said, Joe, they're just offering higher, they can't cover an appraisal issue. Well, we're going to lower their bid in the platform back down to 300 to 302 because after we add the 6%, in this case, buyer premium in, it's going to put them back to market value. I love that you're addressing that up front. I love that. Everything's up front. That's what I love about this is I love overcoming objections up front. It makes everybody's uh, deal much smoother through the process. And you stay the superhero instead of going to superhero to supervillain. I love that. Yeah, it's a bad it's a bad <clears throat> place to be, especially when they're all excited, ready to send you a, a personal testimonial yeah. to lose fifteen thousand dollars just like that. They're probably not going to do that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. right. So, three hundred thousand in this example, the bid's accepted. We already know the terms. I call the agent. I say, okay, six percent times three hundred thousand is eighteen thousand. So you need to write your contract now at 318 with the same terms that we've already discussed. If they try to change their terms, then I'm going to tell you, I tell them up front, then we have the right to go to another offer. We're going, we're going off the terms that you told us up front. And then we're adding a 6% buyer premium in. So the contract now is written at 318. Once the online bidding event has done its job, guys, it turns into a normal real estate transaction. The lender's not a part of this. The title company's not a part of this. They're going to get the contract like they normally get the contract to process it. So if Carrie Ann gets the contract at 318 and somebody's doing FHA 3.5% down, then they're putting 3.5% down of 318. It, it, It works exactly the same as any other real estate deal. The only time that it goes above market value, which actually is 22% of the time, it's typically with those that have the money to cover the appraisal difference, which again does not affect the the lender, right? They're covering the difference, but now my seller's not stressed out before closing. Does does that make sense? Yep, sure does. Mm -hmm. I love it. And you're dictating kind of what you think the market value is, right, on the upfront, and then you're dropping it from that standpoint. Who is who is referencing that? The real estate agent like they are today, kind of referencing what the, the top nut line is and then coming down from that? Yeah, so I'm, what I do is I go in that community and I go back three months. If I can't find three months, I'll go back six months. If I can't find the uh, at least two, three, four good comparables, I'll take the elementary school district and then I'll expand around that neighborhood 
and then I'll take the middle school, go a little further, then I'll take the high school, but I'm making sure to price it at true, true market value, Mm -hmm. and then subtracting 6 to 15% out of that as the starting bid price. So when I'm presenting this to my seller, I say, look, Mr. Seller, you're in control still. This addendum states right here, you have the right to accept, counter, or reject. So what happens if there's 10 bids and they're all hovering right around 300? Do you think the seller has a little bit of pull where all the buyers and agents can watch what other people are bidding? Has a little bit of pull to say, hey, Joe, as my agent, do you think you could counter back 10,000 higher to see if you can get one of them to take 310 and then add the 6% buyer premium on? You have a lot more power when they're staring at other bids, right? And then you got 10 hearts that are involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's an example that I gave today on a, uh, a call to a broker owner where there's, there was 34 bids in. Market value was 310. It got bidded up all the way to 345. Why is that important as an agent? Because that particular property had 314 people go through it in 10 days. Wow. The real real estate team picked up 90 unrepresented buyers and double-sided the listing. He ended up making 8.25% on this deal on a $345,000 bid, which the commission is paid off of, and then the 6% premium was added onto that, he made over $32,000 on a $345,000 property. Wow. Picked up an additional listing, picked up 90 buyers that were unrepresented. And that's what we're doing um, as Easy Real Estate. It's much deeper than what I'm, what I'm talking about. Because if if how-tos were enough, we'd all be rich, skinny, and famous, right? So we have to have certain systems and certain structure in place. So we have an internet guru. Robert, the founder of this company, paid him $25,000 to be a master digital social media marketer through social media platforms. And when, when Nick saw how fast this company was growing and all these lawsuits that are out and everything that's happening... He called us and said, hey, I want to be a part of this platform. So now we have, this guy's a genius when it comes to social media. We have step-by-step teaching agents how to properly put it on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, to make sure you can increase your buyer traffic, double-side your listing 23% of the time, get more listings, Matter of fact, Monty, I have been paying Realtor.com for 22 and a half years, $115,000 a year for my team. Wow. And by, by the end of this year, I'm not going to have to pay that anymore. Wow. That matter is so of, cool. That is yeah, so matter cool. of fact, my real estate team, we've only been on this platform ourselves because we launched it nationally 85, 90 days ago. So I'm a member of Easy on top of being the national sales director and having my, my real estate team in Southwest Florida, 85 days, barely working it because I've been flying everywhere, setting up brokerages with this platform. I've already made about $50,000 from listing properties. The amount of buyers that we have picked up equals $177,000 in buyers. 
I have several more listings coming up because you cannot get better than zero. So when we're sitting at the bar having dinner, I always ask the person to my left and person to my right, hey, where are you from? Because that one question always leads to real estate if you'll just ask it and be quiet. And the person next to me goes, well, we're actually from up north and they were just talking. And then I said, well, what do you what do you do for a living? Because I know if I asked him and her, they were going to ask me. Uh-huh, so look one, at you go. So <laughs> Take note, so once everybody. <laughs> they, once, once they asked me that, they said, well, to be honest with you, Joe, because I said real estate for 24 years. And uh, they said, well, we're actually thinking about selling our house. And we're talking to an agent that's going to give us a discount of 5%. I said, really? I said, I think I'm your new best friend. <laughs> Joe, if, if you don't mind, Joe, let's go back to the uh, pricing just for a second, okay? Because I learned the hard way, being a newbie to this whole idea. I went into a listing about a couple months ago, this closing here in a couple of weeks. But I went in a couple of months ago, a home that I had sold years ago to an uh, elderly couple. And I, I thought I'd, you know, and I used to be so good at this because I was out there every day and I could walk into a home and not have to do a lot of research. I just had been in so many for so long, I could walk in and tell you what the price was. And I kind of took that mode. I had an idea a little bit, but I did a little homework, but not like I should have. And anyhow, the point is, and, and the, in addition to that, we're in a, an adjusting market right now, a little bit anyhow, and certainly in some areas. And I went in there thinking that the home uh, was a certain dollar value, and I didn't price it as aggressively as I now know I should have done. And I and I and I realized the hard way that where I priced it really was what the fair market value was uh, for the home, because they wanted this certain amount of equity out of the house, and I bought into their yeah, but my home is worth more because we, which was we always here we yeah, but I just put you know change the new toilet seats or new roof or whatever. <laughs> You know, so so uh, we ended up selling it, but we had to fall back to a conventional position. But my point is, I, I don't, I personally, I'm going with 10 to 15%. I think 6% sounds nice, but in reality, I think everybody should be looking at a minimum of 10%. Because here's the deal, guys. You've got to remove the question, is the property valued properly? I mean, you have to remove any question about value. You've got to create this thing called fear of loss. And keeping in mind that the seller has full control over the outcome here. Nothing's going to happen that they're not approved by. Uh, so this is a really important lesson. I learned the hard way. I hadn't had the training that you have been so gracious to provide now to all of us. Uh, really understanding that key element. There's a reason why auctions start at zero or some really ridiculous low number. They've got to get people you know, curious and enough to, to say, yeah, I'll pay this for it. Yeah, well, I'll pay that for it. Yeah, I'll pay a few bucks more for it. You know, that's how it works in the auction world because you've got to re- you can't come in at fair price. Just recently, <clears throat> we had another one of our clients, I mean, one of our agents wanting to get into the program, but she hadn't gotten certified yet, which I love this part of the program. I love the fact that you require somebody to get certified in order to use the platform. She hadn't done that yet, but she'd heard us talk about it. And she told her client, her clients are going through a divorce. They were stuck on $660,000. They weren't going to take any less than that. And the home, honestly, had been on the market for a while. It wasn't generating that kind of activity. And so she offered, yeah, and the guy said, well, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the auction uh, program, but I'm not going to take less than six fifty for this house. And that's why I'm, we're, I'm hanging on hard, hard to six sixty. And I said, look, guys, look, if you're going to try to enter into a uh, bidding environment 
at fair market value, you're wasting everybody's time. You've got to get below that. I said, as a matter of fact, if, if you really want to get on with life, then you need to come in at least down to 575. And I know that's, I know that sounds like a big number, but you've got to create curiosity. You got people, get people interested in that property. Remember, Mr. Seller, you are in control of the outcome. You have a choice. You can accept, reject, or counter any offer at any time that comes in. And he blew my mind because he said, you're right, Monty, let's do this. Let's drop it to 575. So we went from 660 to 575 just by being honest with people that, look, you're in control, but this is a marketing price, not a sale price. This is a marketing price. This is the, the, the get, get people curious price. So I just wanted to emphasize that because I learned the hard way. I didn't have what you're learning today. <clears throat> well, stuff. what you're talking about, think about that 318, 320 market value home. And the seller that did all those, you know, placing their toilet seats, like you said, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the fresh paint and the new flooring. And the seller says, Joe, I'm not going to take anywhere less than 325, 326. My response to that is, you know what? A property is not worth what a piece of paper says. It's worth what a buyer's willing to pay. So let's not even cap you at 325 or 326. What if I could get it uh, bidded up to 330? Right. 335. Well, you're going to know because with this online uh, bidding platform and the transparency, you're going to, you're going to, the buyers, they're going to go at it, especially in the last two minutes. They're going to go at it to to get this property. So why should we limit ourselves? But we have to start below market value. And I am starting money every time at 15% on my listings below market value. And then you said something important. So to be a part of this platform for the agents, we, you have to be certified. You heard Monty mention that. And being what certified means is you have to watch one to 11-minute videos that's professionally done. That's going to take you a good two to three hours to do. And then you have to pass an exam of 35 questions. I used to own my own brokerage also, and I know how agents want to cut corners and everybody gets their license thinking, oh, I'm going to make so much money in this business, but we try to cut corners. Well, we're making sure that agents are prepared properly, just like you're going to war and sending in a soldier. You know, they make sure those those soldiers go through boot camp That's and right. go through mm. a, a, a series of long training before That's they right. ever get to the war. That's right. right. So true. So once you pass the test, now you're going to be able to talk to the public agents, buyers, sellers, everyone that's involved, because now you're an easy certified agent, which means you're qualified to use this platform, which brings me to this. This will never turn into a discounted platform. So in other words, we're not an auction. We're not charging 10, 15% buyer premium, right? There's no, there's no normal commission for real estate agents, but five, six, 7% is what we're advising our agents. If agents ever decide to come in, you know, once we got two or 3,000 agents and say, we're going to do a 3% buyer premium, one and a half to the listing side, one and a half to the buyer agent, we will fire that person from using this platform because it's time that we take back our real estate industry. Amen. Amen. There's not going to be, you know, Zillow, Realtor.com, all those people that we've, you know, that I've been paying for years, a lot of money. Amen. Right. Now I can put it back into my business. Mm-hmm. 
And, and with having Nick a part of this as our, our social media guru and helping every agent out there, even one-on-one to help them properly do it in social media. And another factor that I bring up to agents is how many times do we go show houses now away from our family, away from our kids, away from our boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, everyone involved. And we look down at the buyer agent commission and I've seen it as low as a dollar to $500 to 1% to 1.5%. Well, when we're charging a 6% buyer premium, you're getting paid your full 3% on the buy side. The listing agent's getting paid their full 3%. And 23% of the time, we're double-siding our transactions, getting the full 6% and picking up a lot of buyers and a lot of listings because you cannot get better than 0%. So nobody can compete with this. We're just coming through the back door instead of the front door. Love it. Is that so, that makes sense. So many, so much goodness. So I'm going to ask you some hard questions because I know some of the questions that some agents I think would ask are probably a few of these. So um, yes, zero commission for the seller. So this is shining bright for the seller, right? And so how have you handled, because you have handled so many, uh, 250 transactions, which is great. And understand that there's multiple lenders out there. There's multiple real estate firms out there. There's probably somebody you know out there that's trying to mimic something very similar. However, they don't have the... Um, ability to show proof that they've already done something so grand, right, which is serving a community of already 250 transactions smoothly, you know, through the process, which I think is so, so key, especially with agents, you know, jumping into this new outlook um, that's out there. How are we selling this to your average buyer? What's the script that you give the agent just quickly? Because agents, excuse me, buyers, you know, are like, oh, you want me to pay, you know, this. Now, the nice thing is if they're not paying it in cash, right? They're actually able to roll it because that's the final purchase price. But how do you navigate through price was here, now price is here, and it's kind of, I'm the one paying all the things, even though we know it's all within the market value of that home. Is there a certain script for that? Let me say one thing on that real quick. Before I I moved here from Florida years ago, I used to have an addendum to all my contracts that said that my buyer has agreed to pay me a 3.5% commission and that three and a half percent is considered in this offer. Um, my point of that is the buyer has been paying the commission all the time. Yeah. Who's been bringing the cash to the table? But Joe, let's let, let's. Uh, Which you and I know that. Yeah, yeah, But how yeah. do you sell sell it to right. the average buyer? Well, I just want to make sure the because this this starts and stops really right here in the agent's head. I think Joe would agree with me. Mm-hmm. If if you can't develop a conviction about this then don't, don't bother. Okay. Sure. Don't bother. Don't confuse the, the seller or the buyer or the seller. If you can't create a vic- conviction here because you've done your homework and you've really delved into this and you've reached out to Joe or you've reached out to me and you're asking questions, you've been certified, you, you watch the Q and A's that we've created and all this kind of stuff. Uh, don't go there unless you can share it convincingly. You've practiced on your wife or your husband or somebody well, else. Well, what I'm saying is I now learn my script when I'm sitting at the bar, you know, down yeah, from you, yeah. Joe, right? What now I do? know what I'm going to talk to you <laughs> do on my left and my right. So I'm just saying you probably have a well, you know, um, uh, very informative, like little speech that you say to to a buyer's agent and or a buyer. So so back back in the day when my team was ranked 174 in the world by Wall Street Journal, out of a million real estate agents, I started getting asked to train and teach real estate. Mm-hmm. And I used to make agents sign. I give Joe Petno permission to pull me out of my comfort zone and change the way that I think. I love that. And, 
And if they wouldn't sign it, I would ask them to leave the class because I knew that they, if they were not committed, they were not going to do anything with it. And so when it comes to this, the sellers are loving it. The buyers are actually loving it. It's the agents that we're having to rechange, reconfigure the way that they've been doing traditional real estate right. for all these years. Right. So when so I've talked to three buyers today on some of my listings. And when the buyer called in, I said, one, I said, have you ever bought a house before? And they all said, yes, we, we have. And I gave them the same example, Carrie Ann. I, I say this example probably 50 times a day. I said, okay, let's pretend like the house is worth 318 or 320. It's at 329.9. You make an offer of 318. After doing your research, the seller accepts it. It gets sent to the title company. The commission comes out of the seller's side, right? And they're like, yeah. I said, okay, so what we're doing, Mr. Buyer, is we're coming off 15%. So we're pricing it at 279. We're way below market value. So let's just say in this example, your $300,000 bid gets accepted. You're not paying the $300,000. You're signing an addendum and you're handing the paper from your hand basically to the seller's hand saying that there's a 6% buyer premium. So the contract is written at 318. And then it turns into a normal real estate transaction. The commission's still coming out of the seller's side of the settlement statement. So <clears throat> the reason why this is important for you is, have you ever lost the best and highest? And most people say, well, yeah, I, I hate it because you don't know really what to offer. You can do right. escalation clauses. You can take away contingencies. You can do all this stuff. But how do you really know what to offer? Well, now, Mr. Buyer, you do. Mm -hmm. Because if the highest bid was uh, 302, now you would know that you could go to 303 if you want this property. Or if you want to stop, you can. But now it puts you in control as a buyer. It's the buyer deciding what they want to pay for the house up to their maximum what they can, can uh, mm -hmm. afford. But they're making that decision. Yeah, I love that. The transparency, I think, is the key word. And that's where I, I assume you were headed with it. Because we hear so many times, and my family as well, if they could just tell me the number they want, right, I will give right, that to right, them, you know, right. and then we end up losing out, you know, right. on this transaction, which is which is awesome for the buyer. And I love how you reference, you know, at the end of the day, it's the exact same scenario. It's just more transparency and it allows you the ability to know exactly the highest um, and best, you know, uh, term. Because it's not about the bid, right? You reference it's about the best terms is, you know, what the, the seller's looking for right. you know on that well the, the, the last four deals i've done my sellers have not taken the highest bid they've taken the second or third in place because it had the best terms mm -hmm. people waive an inspection people willing to close in 10 days or 15 days there's all kind of factors that play into it so the seller remains in control of selling their property if they don't get what they want we can have another 14-day bidding event or if it's a unique home, let's say it's one that's way, 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 way out in the boondocks, uh, small population, and we run two 14-day bidding events that don't work because of the location or the market at the time in that area, mm -hmm. then we could turn it back into a traditional real estate deal and, and, and increase the price up and just tell the seller, you're going to have to have patience. You're just in a unique situation here. But 99% of the time, we're having... Um, contracts accepted within the first 14 days, which sellers are loving instead of going months at a time. But it also gives them more power when we go show them homes because it's contingent upon the, the closing of their home is different than contingent upon the sell of their home. 
Absolutely. when you're writing an offer on the one that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Correct. So true. So a couple other questions because I'm your lending gal and I know. Um, By the which- way, for those who are watching, if you don't know Carrie Ann, she's number <laughs> one in the state of Tennessee. She's amazing. She's the only person I recommend because my reputation with my clients is so important and my reputation with our agents is so important that I'm very, very cautious on who I recommend for any vendor, but especially in the mortgage world. I'm well, sorry I had you. to say something. I thank there. you. You're very, very kind. And I think um, I've learned from great people over all the years and I study my craft on a regular basis. And that's the reason why I'm asking, going to ask you these questions because uh, being somebody who's really well-versed in the mortgage world, I see these transactions that get approved from the seller and they get accepted. And then, you know, hours before closing, uh, something happens, right, with the mortgage financing. And so the pre-approval that is uploaded what ends up happening, Joe, with the situation if that was to occur, right? Um, you know, the mortgage itself, you know, did not shine as bright closer to the end of the closing transaction. And all of a sudden, what was approved is now, you know, denied. And are we back in the bidding war? Do we bring back the people that were already on it? How does that work? I'm typically, because of the amount of bids that we have coming in and agents across the United States that's having phenomenal success with this. They're taking up back backup contracts. Okay. Because if it, let's say a person is one or two thousand below the bid or one or two thousand above the bid that they accept, well, you can go back to those people and say, hey, instead of closing in 45 days, if you'll close in 30 days, right? And you'll tighten up your terms, we're willing to put you in a backup position. So we usually know this pretty quickly or fairly quickly in most cases. Plus, you still have to get out and go show your client more homes. So you might as well be in a backup position because this is not a crystal ball. This is not solving all the problems in the world. This is just a much simpler way of doing things and saving sellers time, agents time, buyers time. Everybody's getting what they want to some extent, Mm right? Right. But when you got a backup and then you have another backup, then all I can say is this, out of the 250 transactions, I think we've only had it happen one time that so far, knock on wood, that we had a, um, a loan go a loan go south because if something was going to happen, we were already prepared by the amount of bids that we had in where we can just make the phone calls to say, hey, um, you were in a backup. It just fell through. Has your buyer found anything yet? No, we haven't. We're still looking and they still want that property. Perfect. So that's a great so, that's a great transition. That's nice that you already have something as the backup. And you don't have to go through the process again. Let's talk about um, you are amazing. You talked about the education of coming up with that market value, right? You did this, you did that. You went to the elementary school, all the things, right? To come up with that market value. There are not all the use out there in the world, right? So they, some of the agents miraculously pick this number. They don't realize that is a manufactured <laughs> home. And it's, Oof. you know, that we need to compare that to other manufactured homes and all the things, right? Um, so what happens when the appraisal does come in and it is under, but they accepted an offer that is not contingent on them paying, you know, the difference, right? Because everybody's banking that that market value should, you know, be a true appraisal amount of some sort. How do we handle that in that situation? Most likely it hasn't happened where you are in the areas, but, you know, I do see that happening here. I had an appraisal come in, you know, short just recently because a builder just felt as if it was 60 days past the last time he listed a home and it should be $60,000 more in a down market, but that's just how it is, right? So how do you handle that? 
Well, it's it's uh, it's the education. So when when I'm coming into these offices and meeting with agents and the broker and the owners and I'm setting them up, I'm going over exactly what we do from selling thousands of homes that we have exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I had an agent in Sarasota, Florida. She 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 was mad at first because she didn't have the amount of traffic she thought. Mm-hmm. So I ended, I did the research and I said I said you overpriced this. I said there's no way you are at true market value minus 15%. She goes, "Yeah, I did price it kind of high." But she was so upset and she like like a lot of agents that want to point fingers at the brokerage or the system and I and I said, "Let me ask you some questions." I said, "One, what got you the listing?" She said it was the 0%. She said, I, you know, I wouldn't have gotten it if it wasn't for the zero percent. Sure. I said, two, how many buyers did you pick up off this property? She said, three. I said, did you pick up the potential listings? She said, yeah, actually, um, I, I did. And, and you got the home sold. She said, yes. I said, so what are you griping about again? <laughs> I said, you have to learn how to be properly educated and properly equipped I said, my mom passed away seven months ago. And if the doctor would have called me and said, your mom has six months to live unless, Joe, you raise $2 million in commissions, like money, to pay us. How would you work in that situation? Because my mom was my everything. And do you think I would have treated it lightly like a lot of agents wait till they're in the problem right. to deal with? It? Mm-hmm. Well, well, we're, we're letting them know. Let's back up. Let's pretend like you're going to war in six months. What are you going to do to prepare yourself? Are you going to carry a grenade and a handgun in the war battle? Or are you going to go with your full arsenal? So let's get you properly trained. And that's what easy is doing is we're taking all the pressure off the broker owners and we are educating agents all around the United States why we have sold thousands and thousands of homes, why we never slow down in a bad market. Right. You know, so we're educating them as part of that process. And the ones that will grab a hold of it and prepare themselves, like I just mentioned, mm-hmm. and set up the systems and the structure. Because if you think about building a house, and she brought up an example of a new construction. There's at least 20 different layers involved. Mm-hmm. And the problem with real estate people is if you miss one of these layers, you have a poor foundation through the process at some point. And the definition of structure is purposely arranging something in a specific way to accomplish the task at hand. That's mm-hmm. right. So it, where we don't have those issues and problems, that that's, that's how we're creating this because we're making sure that the house is priced at market value minus 10 to 15%. If we're going over that, we're educating them, ask the questions, can they cover that appraisal difference if there is one? Mm-hmm. There may not be, but if there is one, and then we're getting it in writing. And if they say they can't cover the appraisal difference, we're bringing their bid down in the platform to keep it around market value after you add the premium in. Gotcha, smart. Because we want the lenders to, to not be stressed out either. We, we want the lenders to make sure they can still do their job. Yeah. And we're not trying to take anything away from the lenders. We're wanting all of us to collectively work together 
to make sure that all of us are getting paid the money that we deserve. Yeah, and it's smooth. We want the process to be really smooth, right? We For want everybody. this to be you know, a fun, fun movement. Last question I do have is the cost of an agent to participate in, in the, the um, easy platform. Is there a cost associated? There, there is a cost that's associated because we're, we're big believers that if you go in with something paying zero money, that's usually the amount of effort. Right, for sure. You know, I, I have struggled from a real estate team that I've had for 24 years when I'm paying everything. You know, sometimes agents don't take ownership. You know, they come in renting. And when you don't take ownership of something and somebody else is forking out all the money, it's easy to take those Saturdays off and go out on the boat and do things. But when you're paying the money, then you make sure that you're calling those leads in two or Amen. three seconds. Mm-hmm. So Amen. we do provide agents for sell by owner leads, by the way. Um, just real quick, there won't be any more uh, for sell by owners. Hey, is your is your home for sale? Yes, it is. Are you selling it yourself to save the real estate commission? That's right. Well, guess what, Mr. Owner? Zero percent commission. We advertise on 950 websites, professional photos, drone video. We blast it through social media, full real estate service through the MLS, and you're paying us zero. Mm -hmm. Is tomorrow at five a, a good time to come over? So the cost involved right now is is $9.99. It depends on the amount of agents that we're going to. We are offering some breaks depending on the amount of agents that are signing up. Okay. Um, but the cost right now is so inexpensive. When Robert called me 85, 90 days ago, they were going to individual agents at a time. And when he told me the cost, I said, okay, there has to be a monthly fee or something. And he said, no, there's not. And I said, there's not a monthly fee. I said, I pay over 15 grand a month for my team. Right. They said, you're telling me that $9.99, that's it, one-time fee? So it depends. If, if there's, if there's, if there's uh, brokerages out there that have you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, hundreds of agents, you are going to get um, a little bit better of a price. The cost has gone up in the last 85 days because the volume of agents that we have coming on this and really the cost carry in is strictly for education. Yeah. I was I was on a Zoom call with EXP agents a few Monday nights ago. It was Pacific time. So it was midnight my time. Mm-hmm. It was like three hours prior for them. And we're role playing. Joe, what, what happens when I say this or right. they say this? What would you say? And I'm making sure that these agents all across the board, no matter if you're Realty One Group, if you're Remax, whoever you're with, I'm making sure that they're equipped properly. Mm-hmm. And I think investing in ourselves, right, and and tools is super important. Um, so I'm a believer as well as investing in myself because um, we we coach everybody out there that they're the CEOs of their own businesses, right? So right, investing right. money into something that's going to make you so much more and happy sellers, you know, and or, or buyers mm-hmm. and even re reinvesting our money back to ourselves if you get a for sale by owner, right? I mean, I'm out there, never had those before, and now I'm going to yeah. be able to re, you know, recoup what, all of those. The, what's the value of one one commission that we would, wouldn't have got otherwise? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, our average commission is between twelve and $15,000 typically, and so what's 1000 bucks for mm-hmm. that kind of investment? You know, Joe, you spend a lot more on uh, Zillow leads than, than that, so it's, uh, right. it seems like a deal. So let, we need to wrap this up now. We it's do. been over an hour. Uh, Joe, I can't thank you enough. It's amazing how fast this hour has gone by because it's been so informative. <laughs> Uh, all I can say is thank you so much for coming in back into my life on this because I'm so grateful that our agents here at Realty One Group, Music City in the Nashville area, 
have access to this amazing tool. Mm -hmm. You were in our office, you know what, two weeks ago and three different times we saw full houses get excited. And I'll never forget the last day you were with us. We had standing room only. And you said, how many here are interested? Every agent raised their hand. When you see that kind of excitement and enthusiasm and even our administrative staff, when I was leaving the office today in, in Nashville, um, both of our administrative staff said, Monty, the agents are so excited now. And, and, and I've not seen so much buzzing around. They're making phone calls. They're, they're letting their neighborhoods go that they got, you know, they live in that, that now they know they can own that neighborhood. There's just so many, so many elements here. And it's so exciting. Is there anything else? Um, hey, Monty. Yes. Yep. We froze. Um, he froze just a second there. Um, as we kind of finish up here, you know, the website where people can go to um, learn more. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. He's you're, frozen. He's back. I'm back. Yeah, okay, I'm back cool. Now. There you are. And you're back. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, www.easytogetcertified.com. So www.ez. That's a letter E and the letter Z. Okay. There you go easy to get certified dot com. Dot com. Yeah. No, and, and, and I'd like to, to end my part on this, that this platform is putting the new agent up against the most experienced agent and putting it, putting them on level playing field where you can walk in and go against a money more. I remember back in the day when, you know, you were on that team selling six, seven, 700 homes a year and agents had to go compete with that. Well, now you have a tool that you could walk in and people are getting full real estate services for 0% commission, Mm -hmm. right? I had a girl call me um, that saw this platform that was getting out of the business. Her first week marketing this, she picked up a builder allowing her to sell 55 of his homes this year. Another Realty One group uh, lady in Washington, D.C. was getting out of the business. She was going back to corporate America and she said, I'm going to give this one month. She, she got signed up with Easy. Her first week, she got a listing. She double-sided it. She picked up another potential listing. She picked up more buyers. And now she is gun-ho and excited. That's what this is doing. This will make you where you do not sleep at night because there's so many opportunities that this will bring to the table for you agents that are out there. I'm glad you so, put that qualifier in uh, that uh, warning, Joe, because I wish you'd had warned me a little more than what you did. He said, <laughs> Monty, you won't be able to sleep at night. And I, and that's true. I've been up, you know, like it's, it's 2.30 this morning, something like that. It's usually when I wake up now because I start thinking all the different applications that I can help our agents uh, work with. Mm-hmm. And Joe, I'm not even a real estate agent and I'm like thinking marketing ideas yeah. and strategies, you know, of all the things and how, you know, as a lender, how I can help, you know, even make that pre-approval, a true approval, you know, early on that yeah. easy way of getting yeah, that done. I love all the things. Yeah. Well, Joe, well, what you do as a lender is you, is you go to the other states, you're qualified that you're uh, yeah. licensed in and um, go to all your agents that have been blessing you with one or two closings a month, put them all in a room We'll come in, we'll double their production, in return, it doubles your production. Absolutely. So there's there's many avenues to take with this. Right. Um, but I'm excited, guys, that you guys put me on the call and whatever I can do to help. Um, my phone number, if you need to get reach me, yeah. is 239-910-1633. 
239-910-1633. Just send me a text message, and I promise I will get back with you as quickly as possible. Well, thank you, Joe, so much. And Joe, I know you're, you're awesome, with man. the family, and it's, it meant a lot for us to, to have you on here today. Yeah. So thank you again, and thank you, everybody. I hope you are as excited as we are um, and learning something new, getting pumped for uh, the latter part of this year and moving on to where the world is taking well, us, all thing, things real estate. Thing I want to say oh, he's, he's chiming him in again. Love you. Good. <laughs> Good luck to you who just saw this for the first oh, time. Yes. If you wake up in the middle of the night, you'll know that he warned you. Okay. You That's go. all I'm saying. I thought I heard what he said. We but should I, start a 2 a.m. club <laughs> just talking about all things real estate. I love thank that. Thank you, Joe. We love you, man. Thank, thank you. you so much. Right, hey, you thank you, everybody. Have Join us night. next week. Thank you. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate.